What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Folks, hello and welcome to the first episode of the new podcast, Brace for Impact. I'm your host, Nick Jeevis. Couldn't be happier to be here. We made it. It's been a long road. Trust me, there have been a lot of false starts, but this is a very exciting time. As on this show, we aim to make you laugh and to tell the truth, two things that the American public are starved for, myself included. And I think overall, not just with this first show, but in general, it's going to be a really fast and fun ride that you're not going to find anywhere else. It's going to be a lot of points of view, a lot of positivity, a lot of tips on how to survive in a world where a lot of people are struggling. And for those of you that missed out, I'm a reporter by trade. And I have a plethora of experience at outlets like Daily Caller, Fox News, Veritas. And I've mentored under some of the greatest minds in our industry and in our country. And all this while fighting off brain and spinal cancer, having to deal with a broken back, uh, Lyme disease issues, auto wreck that I got into with my dad, a girl was texting, blew us off the road. It just seemed like this string of catastrophe was never going to end. And after some of it did subside, I was working at Fox News, and I met Ed Henry, author, TV host, political commentator. And we go way back, because at Fox, I saw him on TV discussing his sister, who'd fallen ill, and she was in need of a liver transplant. And when I saw the look in his eyes, when he began to tear up, I realized that whatever anybody wants to say about him, that moment was real. It was raw, but it was real. And it was him saying that he would do whatever he had to do to make sure his sister was going to live to fight another day, even if that meant giving part of his own liver. Now, some people would say, well, that's easy. It's my sibling. It's my family member. Of course, I'm going to, where do I sign? But the way he handled himself, the way he did it with a smile on his face going into the surgery, the way he went on TV and talked about it, even though that's a very vulnerable position to be in, that was real. And I was really touched by that. So I wrote up those stories. I was a media reporter and politics at the time. So I would cover Ed on TV sometimes. And I wrote it up. And I knew his email because within Fox, you know, everyone, you kind of get used to it, the style of email, you know, or you figure out that, oh, hey, this person has this person's contact. So I find my way to get an email to him. And I said to him, can you give me some quotes to go along with the article or at least some background? So he did. And I would send him Bible verse and songs to keep him upbeat and movie quotes, things that I would want when I was going in for surgery, when I was getting prepped, because I knew the feeling. It's very scary, and it's very unpredictable, and you don't know how you're going to react. You don't know, especially in the days leading up to it, you don't know what's going to set you off or what's going to encourage you to go to the finish line. It's a very grab bag situation. And Ed apparently appreciated that, because when I asked them after the successful surgery to come on the podcast that I had at the time, which was comically called What Would Jeevis Do? <laughs> and to discuss these events, he did it with a lot of heart and a lot of soul. And he even made a note to say that 
Nick, because of the way you treated me with all this, because you came to me with Bible verse and you were expressive and you were honest and real. That's why I'm doing your podcast. It's not because we're colleagues. It's not because I want to get this message out further. It's because of the way you treated me in a Christ-like manner that I want to come on and do this and talk about it. And he kept it to his sister, to his credit. Every time we'd stray or I might want to include something else, he was like, well, we're here to talk about Colleen, his sister. And that really blew me away. So as we became closer and closer, I was looking for work after I had left my most recent job. And I didn't know what to do. I asked, where are the Jedi? Where are the men and women in media that are going to form the next group of free thinkers and free speech advocates? And I wasn't seeing a lot of people at the top that took the time to treat it as if they were the master and we were the apprentices. It was more like, get out of my way. Until Ed mentioned, hey, you know this John Solomon guy? I said, I've heard John Solomon's name. Yeah, he's an investigator, isn't he? And Ed told me, hey, Just the News is looking for somebody. I think you'd be perfect. I think John could shepherd you in the way that you're looking for. So Ed's responsible for me even having this job and by extension, the podcast. So I wanted to give him a big thank you and let the listeners know why I decided to put him first. And it was a great interview. You're going to love it. We discussed a lot of things. We talked about his early morning news show and how Rising with the Sun kind of changes his perspective a little bit on life. Uh, his book about Jackie Robinson. We talked about January 6th, we talked about Donald Trump. And I promise, like we do with every guest, uh, we like to keep it a little lighter at the end. I asked him about his favorite movie, book, or scene that inspires him. And I think you're going to like the surprising double answer that Ed gave. He kind of gave one and then he doubled back and gave another, but I like both answers. So we let them both stand. And it's going to be, when you listen to this, he's going to share some stuff that I think help, I think will help people keep balanced in a very shaking and uncertain world. And this episode, we made it in the hopes that doing a little thinking along with a little bit of laughter can help bring us back from the brink. So let's open our ears, open our hearts to one of the true pro-newsmen, the Ron Burgundies out there, been doing it for years. The one, the only, Ed Henry. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We have author host of American Sunrise on Real America's Voice, and a veteran newsman and good friend of mine, Ed Henry. Hey, great uh, to see you. Congrats on the new podcast. Thank too. you so much, Ed. Thanks for coming on and joining us. You're one of yeah, my Yeah, we have people, Just the so. News, uh, justthenews.com on our morning show. Uh, join us at Real America's Voice, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern every weekday. We stream live. Uh, Roku, Apple TV, all the streaming devices. We've got our own app, obviously. And uh, John Solomon and you and the whole team at Just the News are partners with us, so we love that partnership. We love coming on, too. We've been able to talk to you and do tell you our story and what we're up to. A lot of scoops you guys have, and we appreciate it. We're that. working on it. You too. You have a great... Speaking of that, let's talk a little bit about RAV. This is a building network. Oh, what, yeah. How did you get there, and what are you seeing for its future? Because well, it's building. Yeah, they came to me and said, look, we're building this incredible um, new news service, basically. Uh, I'd heard a little bit about it. 
Um, and uh, I was intrigued and I did some digging. And most of what you read about it was that it was this quote unquote fledgling little thing and it didn't have much of a future. Uh, and once I got to know the people running it and the people inside it, like John Solomon and Karen Turk, my co-host and Terrence Bates, my other co-host on American Sunrise, I realized there's really great people, first of all, foundationally, uh, as you've now seen, because uh, you're kind of partnering with us. And um, and I think that uh, the answer is that it's growing far more aggressively than anyone else in the mainstream media understands. And frankly, I don't want to talk too much about it because I want them to continue to be surprised by our growth in the sense that there's no reason for us to reveal exactly how many people are watching. But I can tell you that on a daily basis, far more people are watching American Sunrise than CNN's failing morning show, uh, the morning show over at Newsmax. Just look at the Nielsen ratings. Uh, We get actual streaming ratings. And Nielsen is an estimate, this bizarre, like, do you have a Nielsen box or not? Yes. And, and that could be a discussion for an entire uh, other podcast. Uh, streaming, either people are streaming you or not. And you're seeing this brave new world. We saw it with Netflix and other entertainment uh, channels and devices and, and uh, platforms. And now with Real America's Voice, um, our approach is that uh, you, you're already streaming with Netflix and Hulu and all the rest. Um, why didn't you come on and hear real news, hear the truth? And people love that in the morning we have a conversation with them. We're not like handing down edicts like the mainstream media does about what you must think. Uh, we interact with our viewers. We have a live chat on Getter. We hear from a lot of viewers on True Social. So we're using these new platforms beyond streaming, but the social media platforms that are non-traditional, not just Twitter and Facebook. Um, and so I could talk about it for the entire podcast. I know you have a lot more to get to, and I appreciate that. But Real America's Voice has already grown a lot. It's only been around for about three years. I've been here for just over a year. Wow. I don't want to take the credit, but in the year and a few months that I've been here, it's really grown because we have great people uh, working with me, uh, working with our whole team. Uh, so you got to stream us. We have an app you can download. Just go into the App Store. Um, again, Roku. Uh, Pluto TV, which is an incredible little app that I didn't know about before I was at RAV. But Pluto TV was started by a couple guys for a few million bucks. And then uh, I think Paramount or one of the other big ones came in uh, and bought them for a few hundred million bucks because um, CBS wanted to get in uh, on the ground floor of streaming as well. So you see Paramount Plus, but Pluto TV is this app you can get on your phone or on your smart TV because we're on Samsung TV Plus, for example, uh, as well. Roku TVs. You can find us in so many places. I mean, go go through airports now. People say, gave up Fox. I'm, I'm streaming with yeah, you no on Real America's Voice. Uh, and the bottom line is that um, people are watching. We're listening. Um, and I think that uh, all these various ways that, that, that you can stream, uh, it's just growing every single day. Um, and, and, you know, our app, it, it, again, is one way you could do it. Uh, Roku is remarkable. Um, and, and I think Pluto TV, what's fascinating is it's this little app you, you download for your phone. It's free. And you can stream not just RAV, but literally hundreds of movie, uh, other TV programs. You're like a Johnny Carson channel, Happy Days channel. And so they figured out a way to get like second rights and all these things. Combine uh, they've got news. They've got, we have a weather channel, Weather Nation, that's fabulous as well. That streams on Pluto. And what I'd say is it's like having the old cable box. In your pocket. And so if you think about, you know, sort of harnessing hundreds of, of cable channels 
into one app that is streaming all these. It's pretty darn good. And Real America's Voice is at the center of it. So I'm proud to be with you and so many other people. That's awesome. And I'm proud to have you, Ed. And you actually helped me get this job. And we first <laughs> met, I remember, at Fox. Yep. And you moved me because I remember how we met. We'd worked together on a few bylines. And I saw you on TV talking about when you donated part of your liver to your sister. That's right. And the story. And you were so raw and real. Mm. And I think when you have that conversation on RAV, that part of you, that shows through. Well, I appreciate it because that was in 2019 and my sister Colleen is doing great. I was going to ask, funny. yeah, she's doing well? well she That's is. Great. And when I go through airports, people ask me two questions. Glad you left Fox. Yes. Uh, and uh, and uh, how's your sister? And that moves me more than anything because the first question is I was fired. If you didn't hear about it, you can read all about it. Uh, people lied about me and I've been fighting back ever since. Uh, and Rav gave me a new platform that I'm grateful for. Um, my sister's doing great. That's what matters is your family and your friends like you who stick with you yes. through thick and thin. Um, and this platform, it's just such a wonderful um, kind of new adventure. Uh, and so if you think that it's shining through, it's because when I, I donated uh, part of my liver to my sister to save her life, uh, that's the real me. Uh, and I just, you know, after being on TV for a long time and reading the news, and sometimes you're real and sometimes you're just reading a teleprompter, um, that was a moment when I revealed that on Fox and Friends that was raw because I was literally processing it in real time. Like I had decided in private to do it, but I'd only told a couple of people. Very complicated process and I'm writing a book about it. Oh, nice. Um, but the bottom line is you were a great cheerleader at the time because you wrote the first stories about it at foxnews.com when you were working there. Um, and then people at Fox kind of abandoned me and you learn who your friends are yes. and you say, that's all right, you know, because now I've got this great new adventure and most importantly, Colleen's doing great. So when people ask me at airports, say, well, you didn't mention it on the air. I don't mention it on the air a lot because I don't want to be like, I donated part of my liver. You know, I did it. I did it because I love her and it was the right thing to do. And if you sit here and talk about it every day, and I noticed that when I was at uh, beginning stages of Real America's Voice, some people were saying in our live chat, he never talks about his sister. Is she okay? You know, and then someone pointed it out to me. Uh, and I said, you know, I should, I should mention it every now and again because people want to know, but you don't want to every day say, Oh, by the way, my yeah, sister. I'm a hero. <laughs> yeah. all so that's why I don't talk about it. But when people ask at airports, I'm more than happy because Colleen's doing great. And you wrote a book on faith about Jackie Robinson, yeah. correct? 42. 42 Faith. Uh, check it out. It's still on Amazon and other places. And, uh, I think the, the, the short answer there is I'm just a baseball fan. And, uh, many years ago, um, this wonderful woman, uh, shared with me an untold anecdote about how Branch Rickey, the general manager of the Brooklyn Dodgers back in the day, had a moment of conflict where he almost did not sign Jackie to the first contract to be the first black player in Major League Baseball history. And what did he do to kind of make the final decision? He secretly went to a minister in Brooklyn to kind of hash this out. Um, and the reason I wrote it was that History books previously and the movie 42 with Harrison Ford, they're great, but they made it seem like Branch Rickey was such a, a strong Christian that he never wavered, knew it was the right thing as a white man to sign the first black player. This twist on history showed that it was not a straight line. He actually was unsure about it and zigged and zagged a little bit. But to me, I wasn't trying to point out that he was worse a man. I tried to say Branch Rickey was a better man. Because he knew the stakes and the consequences if this journey failed and did it anyway and leaned on his faith at the critical moment of decision. And to me, that's what being a Christian is about. It's not about being perfect. It's not about knowing this road. It's, it's a crooked, crooked road oftentimes. Yes. Um, All and centers. It, and it, right. And in the case of Branch Rickey, he was imperfect and, 
at the end, before he signed that contract, was wavering. If I signed Jackie and the other owners, you know, long story short, were saying, don't do this, don't do this, because they were all white owners and they didn't want a black player to come in. Um, and they thought it would destroy the game. Now, were some of them motivated by money? Yeah. Were some of them motivated by race? Yeah. Were others genuinely believing that America was not ready? Yeah. Maybe there were some that genuinely felt that. Ricky was hearing all that, and it was made clear to him that if you do this and Jackie Robinson fails, you'll be known as not as the guy who created the minor leagues, which is one thing that Brant Ricky did, these farm teams that feeds Major League Baseball with young players, uh, and all kinds of other great things he did or being a great Christian and, and all these great things, you'll be known as the guy who blew up baseball and had this wonderful, spectacular failure of bringing in a black player. Because if it didn't work in the sense that maybe Jackie wasn't that good of a player, forget about being a man. And what if he hit 220 and after six months, the Dodgers cut him? Uh, there were a lot of people around baseball who said, if Jackie fails, the white owners are going to say, we told you. And another black pe- player might not have gotten a chance for 5, 10, or 15 years. We don't know. Jackie succeeded, became a Hall of Fame player. Oh, Branch Rickey did not know that when he was deciding. It was a lot of uncertainty. And on that crooked road I talked about, uh, he really leaned on his faith. So it's called 42 Faith. Well, this is great stuff. We're going to be right back with a lot more from Ed Henry after this. So stick around. You're not going to want to miss it. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I'd like to welcome you back from break. We have more now with anchor, author, commentator, legend, Ed Henry. Do you lean on your faith when you do your job or do you find it's easier to take the professional stance and kind of have it in the back? Well, I think probably too, for too often in my career, I focused on just the professional and I want to continue advancing my career and, and, and just do the news and all of that. And I don't want to knock just the news because that's awesome. <laughs> just the Check it out. But, but you've got to be a more complete person and Christian and man. Uh, in our case, and and I would say that, yeah, especially here at Real America's Voice, I think it makes you more real and, and authentic. Again, you have to be careful. It's like we're talking about my sister. You can't. I don't think you just come on the air and just talk about your faith all the yeah, time. Yeah, your baggage or what you're yeah, thinking yeah, about deeply. What, yeah, yeah, or like this story is about me because I had a similar decision to make. And you always want to be careful. And there's a balance, just like everything else in life. But what I keep hearing from people who watch us is you feel more real than you were at Fox. And there's it's probably true. a lot of reasons for that. Um, you were some, real at Fox too, by the way. I want to say you weren't not real right. at Fox. But I don't think I was a cardboard cutout. You weren't. And I you don't weren't. blame Fox. Again, I, I made mistakes. I think Fox has made a lot of mistakes and they're paying the price for that now uh, in various lawsuits and whatnot. Uh, yes, Dominion and whatnot. And, things are changing. And I think a lot of viewers uh, are coming to Real America's Voice because they saw what happened on election night 2020. Yes. Uh, you saw it that night. You've heard about it and read about it since. Uh, I don't need to rehash that, but, but a lot of people have left Fox. <laughs> yes, that's happened. And when you have, though, you've become so much more, like I said, of, of who I knew you to be. And I'm glad that you found that role I appreciate now. That's it. great. So you brought this uh, record here from yeah. the uh, January 6th choir. And that's right. uh, tell me a story about what happened with this song. So people can go to j6prisonchoir.com and there are vinyl records there, which is like old school. And I'll tell you about that. 
uh, but you can also stream this song. It's by Donald J. Trump and the J6 Prison Choir. Uh, a lot of us were involved with it. A lot of credit goes to Cash Patel. Um, who's worked with Donald Trump for a long time. And uh, you see him, uh, he's a contributor to Real America's Voice. He did a great job of bringing President Trump into this project. Um, LJ Fino at Pyramid Records did a, did a lot of hard work. Uh, there are some, uh, at least one anonymous person who may or may not reveal himself or herself at some time, who's a great patriot uh, and wanted to help push this along in, in a very um, uh, personally uh, a benevolent way, but didn't want to get any credit because wants to make sure the focus is on the president and the J6 prisoners. Uh, I had this idea in early January and I thought uh, Don and Donna from uh, Cowboy Logic, which is another show on Real America's Voice, have made it. It's a weekend show and they've made it their mission to really stand up for these J6 prisoners that a lot of people have abandoned. And I know yes. what that's like where all of a sudden people are like, I don't really care about you. It's and, a cold world. Yeah, you're right. It's cold it's cold. World. And, and nobody has stood up and really listened to these J6 prisoners Many, not all, but many who went on January 6th, 2021 to peacefully protest an election that they believe was stolen. Um, Donald Trump, by the way, said, you're going to march over to the Capitol uh, peacefully and patriotically. Mainstream media doesn't yep. want to play you that clip, but, nope. it, but it's happened. Um, and now Tucker Carlson, I think, Our gets a lot of colleague. Yep. Yeah, Robert and Fox. I work with him and he's a friend. Oh, he's and, one and, of my friends. And I think yep. he's, a, he's Great man. terrific. And Tucker has stood strong. Hasn't been perfect like all of us. I think there's people now criticizing him, saying he hasn't gone far enough. Hey, he's gone a heck of a lot farther than a lot of other people. Yes. So many people won't even listen to alternative narratives about January 6th. And so the bottom line is my idea was um, Don and Donna had been playing these clips uh, every night at 9 o'clock uh, Eastern time here at the what's known as the D.C. Gulag. It's this prison where a lot of uh, the people who got swept up in this – uh, stay and the water's bad and the food's bad and there is sub it's like third world conditions um, and every night at nine o'clock though uh, right before they go into bed they pray so you talk about faith nice. um, they still believe in God despite what's happened to them and a lot of people abandoning them and framing them and other things and they still believe in America even though American officials in some cases have abandoned them yes. have framed them have turned them into insurrectionists all and and. You could see how some of these J6 prisoners could lose faith in God, could lose faith in country. Yes. But I was moved by the fact that every night at 9 o'clock they sing the Star Spangled Banner among themselves. A couple of family members have recorded it and smuggled it out or just copied it and said, hey, hey, look how beautiful this is. We played it on American Sunrise. And after we played it on the January 6th anniversary this year, I thought – I've got this friend in the record industry. Why wouldn't we record this and try to raise money for charity, raise money for these families? You have some dads, for example, in prison uh, who may have done something wrong or may not have. Um, they should be able to face a jury of their peers. Yes. But many of them are in prison without bail and all this stuff. Uh, someone might have broken a window. Again, not letting you off the hook. People need to be held accountable. They have to face judgment. Does it fit the crime? Though? But if you, if you broke a window, allegedly, and they, they have some video or picture of it, then Let's see it. Let's see the charges. Some of them have still not been charged. Some of them have been charged but are sitting and rotting away. In limbo. And so if dad's in limbo, as you say, uh, and mom is back with a few kids and dealing with Bidenflation and the rest of it, uh, how are they making ends meet? 
Um, so these families need help. Uh, and then you know, I brought in Cash Patel and Cash uh, brought in President Trump, who immediately said, I want to do this uh, and uh, I, I don't want any money and, and I want to donate it. and I want to raise as much money as possible. So President Trump, that's a side of President Trump that, again, the mainstream media will never tell you about. Um, and so this came out, immediately became, uh, you know, there's a lot that happened in between, but but um, without patting ourselves on the back, it went to number one quickly on iTunes and other places. Uh, just as we record this, a day ago, Apple took it down mysteriously. Uh, I started Classic. tweeting about it. Carrie Lake, uh, who's a great patriot, started standing up saying, so you have the J6 prisoners on, on this song, Justice for All, that you can still download. Um, and then you could buy the, va- the vinyl uh, at j6prisonchoir.com. Um, Carrie Lake was saying, you've got prisoners singing the Star Spangled Banner. Interspersed, that was our idea, essentially, with Donald J. Trump reciting the Pledge of Allegiance, shoots up to number one. It's charting on Billboard, which is like a music industry thing that I never knew anything about. But this thing broke through, and there are a lot of patriots downloading. Apple, out of the blue, takes it down. Yeah, we what's said, that what's about? Going on? So we call Apple, no no notice to us, say, what's going on? And uh, behind the scenes, I'll tell you, I don't know if, if I've revealed this yet. At the beginning of this process, we had to put some stuff you know, do some of the plumbing of releasing a song. And we had a a shell at iTunes before it was released that said Donald J. Trump and the J6 Prison Choir. And we got a call from Apple and their lawyers were like, hmm, what's the J6 Prison Choir? Ah. And without, this is not a direct quote, but the lawyers for Apple suggested to us that these people are, are, in other words, insurrectionists and bad people. So why would you be doing a song? Now, we didn't want to reveal exactly what was happening, but we said, look, they're singing the Star Spangled Banner. What's more patriotic than that? And does Apple really want to be in a position of taking down a song with the, with the national anthem? Yeah, that is America. And, uh, and at the beginning of the process, Apple blinked. Uh, now, after it's been number one, um, they take it down. So we call them and say, what's going on? They tell us it was a miscommunication. Hmm. Sounds like censorship to me. And say, I think they might have been testing the waters. Like, are they embarrassed that this is a Donald Trump is number one on iTunes? Uh, let's pull it down. And then we lose some sales for a few hours. All of a sudden, it's not number one anymore. Cools off. And and we have the, the screenshots. You click and you can't get it. Um, they say it was a miscommunication. That's their story. And I wasn't inside the room, so I don't really know what happened. I have suspicions because of how big tech in general has operated before. Yes. <clears throat> 2020 election and other things. But let's take them at their word. They say that a, a communication staffer had a miscommunication at Apple with their music ops team, the music operations team. And so it came down. We said, what gives here? They put it back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as far as I know, it's still streaming. It's still doing well. Great. That's uh, great and news. this final edition, here's the last point. So you're too young probably to know this, but, <laughs> but when I was a kid, you could get a 33, which was an entire album by the Beatles or somebody, right? Uh, which is the big one. And then a smaller one like this would just be a single with a, with a B-side with a second song. Um, and it was not a 33 based on revolutions, but a 45. Who's the 45th president? Trump. So here, here's your chance to own a bit of history. J6PrisonChoir.com. All net proceeds go to charity and it, as great. in the J6 families. It's going to take months to get the royalties, so it's not going to happen overnight. But once the royalties are in, we're going to sit down with some nonprofits and figure out what's the best way. I mentioned those families yes. uh, who – the Biden administration, by the way, has taken away. If you're a J6 prisoner and you were a veteran, and there are many of them who are and were – 
Um, in some cases, they've lost their veterans' benefits that what? you did something wrong. Go go search it. It's out there. I've heard some civilians can't get bank loans. They can't get so they how can't you, apply to rent how a house. Are you ends a, how, exactly. How can you make money? So there's some of that. And then we want to think about the kids who got to go to college. There may be some who, who need to pay for an attorney. So th- there's a lot of needs. I'm not saying this one song is going to take care of all those needs. So let's be help, clear. But every bit helps, number one. And number two, I frankly haven't seen a lot of other people put their neck out there like Stepping Donald up. Trump did to help. So yes, hats off to him. One of the few. Well, all right, everybody, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with more Chappelle Show. I mean, Brace for Impact. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to our loyal audience. You are listening to Brace for Impact. I'm your host, Nick Jeevis. And isn't it a great day to be alive? I mean, it's just beautiful out there. And whatever your answer to that question is, we're just so glad you decided to stick around with us and hear some more truth. Here we go. I have one or two uh, things I want to cover with you before we wrap up. When you do what you do, because this is kind of a stressful job, as we talked about a little earlier. Do you have an idol or somebody that you look up to, whether you've met them in person, whether they're famous, whether they're uh, someone that gave you advice once? Who do you think about when I say the grants, the gold standard of someone that you'd like to emulate? Well, like I mean, to- John Solomon, who you work with, is a great mentor for a lot of young journalists, and I've leaned on him. And I will tell you that, uh, you know, he reported on this song early on. Uh, and I, I won't forget something he said, and I, I don't know if he cares that I say this, but um, there was a little bit at the last minute when the song was being released, there was some back and forth. I mentioned Apple. There were others, and it was going to be controversial that we were releasing this, uh, and John helped you know, kind of smooth it out a little bit, and I said, uh, well, I appreciate that, and he said, hey, we're family now, you know, and I, I thought, you know, you don't hear that. At places like Fox. No. Um, you don't hear that at CNN where I worked before at Fox. I don't want to overgeneralize. You know, there were good people at CNN, just like there were some good people at, at Fox, Fox I worked yes. with. Um, but then, you know, there are people who end up turning turning on you. And you got to turn the other cheek, right? That's why I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm, I'm positive about what's going on now, uh, these kinds of projects. But I certainly look uh, to John. Uh, my co-host, Karen Turk, is just amazing. She's great. Um, and uh, she's somebody who's also uh, had people turn on her over various controversies. And we kind of say, you know, whenever there's like a little thing on the show that kind of is like, ah, I wish that had gone better. It's like we've all been through bigger things. I know you've been through a journey and you've had uh, things to overcome. And, uh, you know, so I would be remiss if I didn't say it's not just kind of living people Today, it's leaning on Jesus Christ. It's leaning on God. It's, it's going through the Bible. I mean, we do Jesus Calling every day uh, on the show. And that that was by accident. We didn't plan it out. It was like after a couple months of doing the show, uh, one morning I was reading Jesus Calling. If you don't know what it is, it's, it's a devotional, basically, a daily devotional. And I, I think I was reading something that really applied to what was happening in the news um, with Biden and, and, and a particular story. And I said, huh. I said, Karen, what do you think about reading this at the beginning of the show? It sounds great. And we did it, and the audience really responded in a positive way. Now, there are other people who have contacted me and said that they don't like devotionals like that. They'd rather we read directly from the Bible. 
Um, and I've drawn a line, at least for now, unless somebody convinced me otherwise, we're not proselytizing. I'm not holding myself up and saying, I'm preaching to you. I like the devotional, whether it's Jesus calling or something else. It just gives you something to think about. I'm not trying to push my religion or faith on anyone, nor should I. Uh, and I think there's obviously lines. You don't want to spend two hours on the morning show talking about God. True, the whole yeah. Time. We're covering the news. But there's room for meaning. There's room for deeper but meaning. But like at the beginning of the show to just say, hey, it's a brand new morning. It's an American sunrise here. Uh, and we didn't pick that name by accident. And uh, Ted Nugent, who has a weekend show here, has been on the program. He's a great uh, patriot. And um, part of the music we play when you listen and, and during in and out of commercial breaks is a song that I didn't know existed until Ted came on the show. It's called Sunrise. Uh, and it's by Ted Nugent. He gave us permission oh, nice. live on the air to use it as w- at That's will. That's awesome. And uh, and what I re- I'll never forget what he said when you ask, well, who you know who do you rely on? Well, he, in addition, of course, to relying on family, uh, close friends. I'm just trying to give you some people that that people in the audience would know. Yeah. Because um, there's also people privately in my life that I, that I wouldn't talk about publicly who've been really helpful. Um, is that uh, Ted Nugent said he wrote that song because every sunrise is sacred. Wow. And it was one sentence. And you think about how profound profound that is. Every sunrise is sacred. So I take that now when I get up every morning. And some mornings I'm like, "Ah, I want to get out of bed and do the show again today. Like, you know, just because there's something in the news that's annoying or something going on in your life. Weighing down. Um, And I think, I honestly think about that saying. Um, And then there's obviously larger meaning to your life and your family and your friends and, and everything. Um, that every sunrise is sacred. It is. It's funny you say that. I did when you uh, talked about my adversity. I remember a show I loved called Lost on ABC. Yeah. And one of the characters knows and kind of Flash kind of sees that he's going to die and he's mm-hmm. a musician. So he writes down his top five moments of his life and he calls them his greatest hits. <laughs> so now every day I'll write greatest hits, the date, and I'll put what I'm thankful for yeah. when we wake up the sunrise. So with that said, do you think there is still positivity to be had out there in today's yeah, world? Is, I do. Is there optimism? Yeah. This is what, if you're not watching Real America's Voice, come and stream us. Give us a week. Give us a month. Uh, obviously, everybody, this is America. It's about freedom, right? And yes. that, that's what Real America's Voice gives you a choice of, of new uh, way to get information. Um, we'll go and talk to Real American Voices all the time. That's that's our focus. Is most of our show, we almost never have lawmakers on. We almost never have pundits on. We have real people on. Um, and we'll hear people say, what do you think about the country right now? And, and you know, real people at diners or restaurants, or Trump rallies will say, everything's coming apart. I feel like we're losing our way. I'll feel all this. And at some point, I kept hearing this and I thought about a very simple question of what keeps you hopeful or some, some version of that. Yes. And one person after another will say, I still love America. I still believe in America. I still, be-. and I think that's what separates, not to get too political, but just to, because again, are there some Democrats I've met who are patriotic? Sure. Are there some Democrats now who don't seem to want to do anything about Biden destroying the country? Yeah. Yeah. A large number. And they look the other way when this man is not really in control. And I mean, just watch the video. Just watch what's happening every day. Um, but there's so many more people on the America First side who are seeing the truth and are speaking out about it. And what I find so beautiful is that they're not tearing America down. They're saying, I don't like the direction of the country, but I still believe in America. And I, when we launched the show, we picked American Sunrise in part because I had this vision of Ronald Reagan, 1984. His whole deal, Reagan, was a shining city on the hill. 
And I thought, you know, American Sunrise, it's about a comeback. It's yes. about America on the rise. Rejuvenating. Every sunrise is sacred, says Ted Nugent. I love that. Um, you know, shining city on the hill, says Ronald Reagan. And so when we talk to these real Americans, I hear them upset about the direction of the country. I hear them saying, I'm not going to be silent like I might have been three years ago when they were shutting the economy down. Uh, and now I'm speaking up. And am I angry? Yeah. But I still believe in a place called America. And that's what those J6 prisoners, they have every reason to feel beaten down and say, I've been abandoned and give up. But they haven't given up hope in God and they haven't given up hope about America. Neither have I. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for giving us some hope today. I was so happy to have you here. And oh, final, really quick final question. Favorite movie and why? (laughs) It has to be, you know, I like Raging Bull. Great film. I think it's unbelievable. I don't like De Niro's politics, but what he did in that movie, there are scenes in there that are remarkable beautiful and sad, like at the end when Jake LaMotta is punching the wall because he's lost everything. It's a remarkable movie, but I don't, I don't think you can top The Godfather. That's oh, nice. The curveball. I just, I gotta, <laughs> yeah, so I like Raging Bull. <laughs> one or uh, two. Part one or two. Uh, the original is, is original. my favorite. I like Godfather yes. Part Two. I never really watched Godfather Part Three. I yeah. felt like You're not missing I heard mixed lot. things. Yeah, I'm missing a lot. Um, the original Godfather. Great answer. Ed, thanks so much for having uh, right. coming to be on with us, and we can't wait to have you back on All again. Right. Take the cannolis. <laughs> Leave the gun. Take the cannolis. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll be back right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Just wow. What a way to end the episode by discussing Jesus Christ, faith, and leaning not on your own understanding, as the Bible would say. That's rare in a town like D.C. I don't care who you are. I don't care what forum you're talking about. That is very seldom heard. And things like the devil, evil, malevolence, usually doesn't come to you as something horrifying or scary. It comes to you as something enticing and something that feels nice, makes you feel good in the moment. And I see it in the eyes of some of the people that I pass walking down the streets of Washington, D.C. here where we work and we broadcast. They have lost their way. You lose your way, as Ed and I were discussing towards the end, usually when you give in to that voice of negativity, guilt, hatred, division. These people that are lost, they allow it to rule their souls and push them into a plane of misery that I've never seen for the entirety of their lives sometimes. But then there are others, like Ed, really committed people who instead of rolling over and dying or crying about how God has turned their back on them in their most controversial days, Ed bounced back. He found a new home. He got a new show. And what does he give credit to for all that? What does he highlight as the reason for all of this and his continued success? Jesus Christ. I don't know many people like that, especially here. I also found it fascinating that Ed hit the nail on the head when he said that we're living in a cancel culture, yes, but I think our industry in particular is more open and exposed 
to that than maybe some others. Yes, backstabbing happens everywhere. Competition that's unhealthy happens everywhere. The Judas kiss is not synonymous with just Washington and political media. But there's a Shark Tank feel to many of my days working in this field. And for Ed to say that there's not a counterweight, but that one is coming. There's a pendulum swing that is allowing this island of so-called misfit toys to borrow a Toy Story reference. There's a spot for these misfit toys. I'd count myself among them in some respects where we can speak freely and not worry that our personal lives will be turned on us like weapons and used to destroy our personal life. And a place where we can band together in an effort to make certain that there's always a platform for pure truth. That no matter how blunt that truth may get, there's no retaliation that completely cuts the head off of it. Because we're approaching a breaking point, whether we want to admit it or not, we are. Not just in this business, but in this nation and in this world. Now, you can judge someone for their past. You can judge them for the way they vote. You can judge them for their religiosity. But when you're the one in need, and the person you've judged so harshly is the one who can decide your fate with their hand held out to help you or not, wouldn't we rather be breeding unity and familiarity with our neighbor than hatred and envy for when that time does eventually come when we'll need each other? I loved Ed's movie answers too, and it relates to what I'm talking about, believe it or not. Raging Bull, great film. I'm glad he gave that first, and he's a sports fan in relation to our Jackie Robinson discussion. But his Godfather 2 answer was better. And it's a funny thing about that. My father believed in showing me films from a very young age, despite their rating and my mother's objection. And I did see Godfather 2, I think when I was like 11 years old or something. And it's funny because Ed mentioned that film as being one of the best, and it is. And one of the parts of it that I want to discuss and close this episode with is the famous speech by Hyman Roth. Hyman Roth, those of you that haven't seen the movie, was another criminal that worked with Al Pacino, Michael Corleone, the main character. And there was a debate between the two of them, the older man, Hyman Roth, and the younger man, Michael. It's basically, there was an accusation thrown out in the middle of the discussion that someone, the old man, Hyman, one of his friends, had been killed because Michael got into a spat with him that he had done business. Al Pacino had him murdered. And the old man brings that up. He says, you know, you're asking me a lot of questions here about what I've done, what I've been doing. But back when you had my friend and mentor or my protege killed, I didn't ask any questions. And to quote the movie, he says, I didn't ask who gave the order because it had nothing to do with business. And he said, this is the business we've chosen. So that was for you, Ed. I hope you enjoy my Hyman Roth impression. And I want to bring it back full circle and end by saying that, yes, we, Ed and I and others like us, have chosen this business, but that doesn't mean that we can't make it better. Tune in to Ed's show, which again airs 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. That's on Real America's Voice. It's called American Sunrise. And I want to once again thank Ed for coming on. I really hope we can have him on again down the road. And please, everyone out there listening, Demand more from the people that give you your news, from the gatekeepers. Demand more from the politicians. Demand more from the anchors. Demand more from the writers. Because they are putting the information out there that you are using to make life and death decisions sometimes. And if they're doing it on a whim or a lark or to get famous or to just increase their bank account, it's not going to work. Tune in for the next episode. It's going to be a great one. We're lining up Matt Lewis from The Daily Beast. 
and we're very excited to have him on the next episode. So without further ado, that's it for me. Join us next time. Thank you so much. Thank you.